Hey, welcome to episode 173, there it is, of the Bite Me podcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm Cliff Johnson, and I'm joined today just by one person. He's right there. His name is... What up, yo? His name is What Up Yo. He's my brother. His name's also Colby, nah, I think. Just what I've up, known him for a while, but I, f- I forget sometimes. Anyway, you listen to Bite Me Podcast. We are a lovely podcast about video games, all sorts of video games. Today we are going to talk about news. Um, you're probably sick of the coronavirus. I'm sorry. We're going to talk about that some more because it has uh, impacted E3, unfortunately. Uh, Reggie. Uh, Fiamy? Is that how you pronounce his last name? Uh, let me see it. It's uh, French. I've not seen I, where it's written I, down. <laughs> I've I think it's too it's, far. It's in that title. I think it is Reggie Fiamy is going to try and save GameStop. I wish him the absolute best. It's uh, Nintendo. A, I want to say. Could be, yeah, that E could give you an A. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. French is weird, man. That's what I know. I took and failed two years of French, and it did not give me the ability to to, uh, pronounce Reggie's last name. So we'll just call him Reggie from now on. Uh, Nintendo and Lego are teaming up for something. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PC, and of course that means gamers are losing their damn minds. Uh, People maybe will hate the Epic Game Store a little bit less now. I mean, they probably won't um, see my last title. Uh, EA just maybe lost a huge exclusive. I'm I'm not exactly sure. We'll talk about that. Uh, did you see this three hundred thousand, three hundred sixty thousand dollar actually Nintendo PlayStation that got sold? I did. I want to know did what you... happened to his offer of one point four million. Well, we'll talk about that too. But did you see who who bought it? Was it someone with? Oh, yep. I was going to say with too much money. And yep. There we go. That would. I, I don't know how he got that much money, but we'll talk about that too. And then finally, Call of Duty. Man, this title's bad. Call of Duty Modern Warfare Warzone is out, <laughs> and it's free. With that kind of title, you don't you don't take money for it. We got questions. A bunch of questions. Vinny turned down for what? Kim Cruz, Megan, our father. Kent Johnson, Mr. Polite, Joe Coleslaw, and Joe Coleslaw, because we like him, we let him have two questions this week. Follow-up bonus question. And we got some cheap free games on the Epic Game Store that people may or may not hate, depending on how you feel about the EGS this week. And uh, we actually have a Troll Corner. Actually, I'll be honest, like probably a third of our news could have gone into Troll Corner too, but that's that's something different. All right, we're going to start out. Colby, we're going to talk about some games that you've been playing, but why don't you tell me... About Sword Art Online colon Fatal Bullet. I think we have discovered that I can't because it is bonkers. Okay. Um, so this, let's let's go back all the way back. It's a Game Pass game. It is a Game Pass game, so it is free bonkers. Thank um, God. Tell me what kind of game it is. Um, weird Japanese third person shooter but i say that and like i've played like somewhere between five and ten hours and maybe 45 minutes of that has been in third person shootering the <laughs> other however long is just me i don't know talking with people about the game i'm playing is it a role-playing game well kind of in the same way that like 
Mass Effect is a role-playing game. Okay, so that's fair. So when you're not in third-person shooting, you're talking to people, are you, like, wandering around, like, no, an open world? or No, you're mostly in this... Oh, and that's a problem. Like, I mean, for a 30-hour game, I don't, or 30 to 50-hour game, I don't know if there's more than what I've seen. But if not, you're in, like, a tiny little town, like, floating town that used to be a starship that crashed. But if I also mentioned that when you're playing in the game, you're actually in a game. So it's a game about a game. <laughs> so based off an anime. Well, yeah, and that, this is where it gets real weird. <laughs> like, so your characters are actually an avatar and you are people off screen that are in a game. Does that make any sense? Like, absolutely like, not imagine Question. if you were playing a game about people playing wow i don't <laughs> i don't know how to describe it because like literally the shooting part is the game in the game um so more if you were playing a game with people right before they did pvp in wow i don't know like imagine if wow was the PvP part of WoW, okay? That was okay. what WoW was. Yeah. But then you had all the rest of WoW was like a social area. Okay. You're playing the social area, but you can go into WoW. Okay. <laughs> because these are people playing a game who are then playing a game. Okay, so question two... Or one, I, see, um, is it is it good? I mean, like, yeah, I guess. Okay, so we're in the next game we're going to talk about, and I'm actually very excited about this. We we don't have to go there yet. We're going to talk about Final Fantasy 15. Is it better than Final Fantasy yes. 15? And somehow makes more sense, despite the fact that I can't describe it. Like, again, let me just read the first sentence. Of the synopsis off of Wikipedia. All right. Fatal Bullet takes place in Gungale Online, a VR MMORPG that was introduced in the second season of the anime. Following the events of Sword Art Online Hollow Realization, GGO was released by Zaskar following the advent of the seed. I know what like three of those words mean, and I'm playing the game. So, so like, which one is, is there an anime called Sword Art Online? I think Sword Art Online is the game that people are playing. And that Gun Gale Online is the game that you play inside the game. Sword Art Online is a Japanese light novel series. <laughs> <laughs> Written by a handful of Reki Kawahara and illustrated by Abbeck. The series takes place in the near future and focuses on protagonist Kazuto, Kurito, Kirugaya, and Usana Yuki as they play through various virtual reality MMORPG worlds. Yeah, so, like, they in the game, they talk about other like, oh yeah, we used to play this game and then we came over to Gun Gale Online. Um, also, did I mention this is all in Japanese? Of course it is. There, and there's no voiceover. There's, and there's no... Well, there's voiceover. It's just in Japanese. Japanese. There's just subtitles. 
Interesting. Um, which is not that big of a deal. It's actually like when I first started playing it, I was like, oh, this is going to suck. But then I actually realized I kind of like it because whenever I'm playing a like a voiced RPG, they always talk real slow and I can read way faster than what's yeah. put on the screen. But I feel bad just like skipping in the mid sentence. So I always wait for them to finish their sentence before I skip to the next thing. But in this, I can't understand what they're saying. So I can just read it and skip it. All right. So, I mean, I don't know how, how deep I want to go into this, but there, uh, there are the light novels uh-huh. of Sword Art Online. There is a manga series. Mm-hmm. There is an anime. There's at there, least five video games. Oh, there are Sword Art Online End World, Infinity Moment, Hollow Fragment, Code Register, Progress Link, Lost Song, The Black Swordsman, Memory Defrag, Hollow Realization, Assel World versus Sword Art Online Millennial Twilight, Fatal Bullet, Integral Factor, Lovely Honey Days, um, Deep Explorer, and Alexization Lycoris. Yeah. And two movies. Of course there is. <laughs> like, I, I, I. Oh, there's a live action series too. Why wouldn't there be? Um, I feel very much like if you just started watching, I don't know, some very. I don't know if you watched The Wire, but you started in like the third season. You're like, everyone seems to know who these characters are, but they seem to have a real deep backstory, but I guess I missed something. (laughs) That's the video game you're playing? That is the video game I'm playing, and it's really weird. Um, Are you going to play 30 to 50 hours of it? Maybe. I mean, I kind of want, like, I didn't know how to... I didn't know how to like, you've got like outfits in it and I couldn't figure out, sorry, I couldn't figure out how to like change outfits or switch out guns. Like when I first started playing it, I was kind of reading reviews at least a little bit because I'm like, what kind of game is this? And they're like, it's difficult, but the, the, like the game is difficult, but the, the systems in it are super easy to learn. (laughs) And I'm wondering if they mean, if you've played the other games in the series, <laughs> the other 15 because I'm games like, in the series. I need to equip another gun. How do I do that? And I'm like, I've got all these other guns, but they're grayed out. Well, apparently you have to like put things into stats to <laughs> use other guns. Didn't tell me this. No. Um, why would it do that? Yeah. Um, no. It's, it's very, it's very weird. It does not explain anything to me. And, kind of like it i don't know but also if if there isn't more to this game than what i'm currently doing i will not be playing 30 to 50 hours do you have sword art online stockholm syndrome maybe maybe i mean maybe i just went from final fantasy which i'm like well this is dumb to this where i'm like oh okay i i can at least vaguely understand this game i love it all right i'm gonna skip uh final fantasy 15 we're gonna put that at the end uh, like cause I'm going to talk about, yeah, oh man, right. I, I'm going to warn, I guess I'll warn you now and I'll warn you again when we get there. Like we're going to spoil the first three hours of final fantasy 15 because we need to talk through this. Um, doom, I'm playing doom again because there was a Microsoft reward for it. Um, I 
So I'm there's like 13 levels in Doom, I think, because of thir- course there's 13 levels in Doom. Um, and I've gotten through like five of them now. And many of my criticisms of Doom, I think, are still very valid. But I think that many of the reasons I didn't enjoy Doom is because I was playing it wrong. So mm. I'm going to say like the levels are too dang big. The map is maybe the worst map in video games, although the more you use it, the more it makes sense, sort of. Um, But I think part of the problem with Doom is I was trying to play Doom like I play other first-person games where I'm kind of methodical. I tend to be very like, you know, let's stay back and we'll snipe a little bit and then we'll, you know, if they run at me, I've got a shotgun, I can take them out or, you know, whatever. Um, Doom is not a game that you can play methodically in any way. You literally just have to grab a shotgun and run into a mass of demons and try and not get killed by them. And when you run out of ammo, you've got to chainsaw something. And every single opportunity you have, you need to be doing your glory kills to not only save ammo, but also to get health. And if you're not playing Doom that way, you're not going to have a good time. Like, I think a lot of my lack of enjoyment in Doom, a lot of my reason that I always felt like I was running out of power of health and and bullets and all that kind of stuff was I was just playing Doom in a way that Doom did not want to be played um which was kind of a weird realization that I was just like I don't think it comes up very often that you can play a video game wrong um like most video games will be flexible enough to to allow your playstyle to play through and Doom just doesn't. Like there is one playstyle for Doom and if you do not play it that way you're you're just not going to enjoy yourself and you're probably going to die a lot. Um I kind of played switched up my playstyle in Doom and granted I'm playing on the easy difficulty level which is probably some sort of super demeaning, you know, oh, she so want a diaper kitty kind of, you know, level but whatever wait why did you turn into one of the voice actors from final fantasy 15 (laughs) (laughs) yeah see you think he's kidding um but like i've I've had a lot more fun with it i think i will actually we'll see i i got to a a part on level five where i did not think i was going to be able to get past it because i just could not i just kept dying and and i managed to get past there and so we'll see how often that happens but if i can kind of breathe breathe for the rest of it i i might actually finish out doom i've had fun with it and i still need to kill another like 15 demons with exploding barrels in order to get my 50 microsoft rewards points so we'll see uh i also started ori and the will of the wisps last night i'm only hmm, 45 minutes into it and i i will say a couple things um one preloading a game that then has a five gig day one update doesn't really help. So I don't know why I bothered preloading the game. Cause I, I don't think it's that much bigger than five gigs anyway, but whatever. Um, it is visually maybe the most beautiful game I've ever seen. It's stunningly gorgeous. At, le- at very least, probably the most beautiful like 2d game I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, it's gorgeous. And, and part of that gorgeous is that, it's just over the top. Like the colors are brighter. The shiny bits are shinier. Um, it, it looks like you took a photo. I just took the like saturation slider. and just like cranked it up to a hundred because it's just so bright and colorful and gorgeous. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because it actually makes the parts like you start out in this kind of bright, gorgeous, beautiful place. And then immediately you get attacked by this giant wolf and you have to kind of like sneak down into his lair. And it makes the lair actually seem really dark and spooky because it's not gorgeous and vibrant and, and bright. Um, they've changed 
some of the gameplay in it is is different. Like you know how in in the first story you had the the blue flame or the blue whatever that you use to essentially use as save points. So yeah, you'd yeah, spend yeah. one of those to get a save point. God, I hate um, that. And, you know, I I kind of have two minds about it. Like in any other game, probably any other game I've played, I would have hated that. And it, I kind of liked it in Ori. It kind of it kind of made things challenging it gave you a resource that you had to be kind of clever with because you could save here or you could use that thing to open a door somewhere yeah. um and i got kind of i kind of liked it but they took that out and i don't miss that at all so it just auto saves constantly yeah which is really nice um and the the coming back to life after saving is after dying it's very very fast which is nice in a game where you'll presumably die a lot there are difficulty levels in this one and i don't I don't remember there being difficulty levels in the last one, but I could be wrong. It's been a while since I played it. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, and it's a little more like, again, I haven't played the first one for probably two years. You've played it more recently than I have. Do you remember areas where like literally a door would lock and you'd have to kill something? No, I don't. But... This has got a little bit of that. It's happened to me a couple times where like a, a thing will close off and you have to kill the things inside of it. Um, you get, some of the kind of basic Metroidvania stuff real fast. You get a double jump within the first 20 minutes of gameplay, 15 minutes of gameplay, which is nice. You get the, I stick to walls power up um, maybe five minutes after that. So it'll be interesting to see how they space out. There's, it looks like based on the screen that there's probably 20 abilities you can have, and you can only have three of them active Mm. um, or at least immediately you can only have three of them active. So it'll be interesting to see how they kind of balance that. Or if you're just going to be in a menu, like going like, ah, shoot, I need to get this one off and put this one on. We'll see how that works. Um, But you can also assign them to whatever pad you want. So like when you first get your like attack, you get an attack kind of early in, it actually says, hey, hold the left trigger and then push whatever button you want that attack to be assigned to. So you can assign it wherever you want, which is kind of interesting. Nice. So there's a lot of flexibility. The game is stunning. The story is kind of cute in as much as Ori has a story. I mean, Ori definitely has a story, um, but it's all told via kind of like cutscenes and pantomime. So you kind of get out of it what you will, I guess. Um, but I'm, I'm really liking it. It's free on Game Pass. So if you like Metroidvanias and you like platformers, um, Ori's very good so far. All right. <clears throat> you ready to talk about Final Fantasy XV, Cole? I am. So I started playing this probably a week before you did. And we both, and I got to essentially the end of the first chapter. And I'm like, Colby, you've got to play through the end of the first chapter because you just won't. You just can't believe how weird this game is, right? Yeah. So this is my second time playing it. Oh, really? Yeah, I played it, I mean, when did it come out? 2017? Yeah, thereabouts. I played it probably in 2018, but only for maybe a half hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and if you only play a half hour of this game, you have to play at least two or three hours to even just get the... You have to the, the beat the first chapter. Absolutely. Um, everyone should play the first chapter just because it's so – the way I described Final Fantasy XV, I think, to Colby and Dylan, um, who – Dylan's not here, by the way, because he's on his way to see Tool in Portland. So he bought tickets to a Tool show on a work day um, <laughs> and has to drive three hours to Portland, see Tool, and then drive back. 
Um, I enjoy that you told me that Dylan may not be here tonight, as if yeah. he might like phone it in. Well, he was actually he kind of went back and forth um, because you know there's this whole do coronavirus I want to catch thing. coronavirus? Do <laughs> yeah, I? or do I want to see Tool in Portland? Um, but he went. So either way, that's where Dylan is. Um, I, I described Final Fantasy 15 as like they recorded three different like but sort of related movies but like each one had a different director like if you've ever seen the the movie four rooms it feels kind of like that and then they're like hey we'll just make one video game out of it and cut them all together i played final fan i mean first of all i want to say i played final fantasy 15 for five and a half hours and i would guess that at least three of that was me starting up final fantasy looking at twitter and then just continuing to look at Twitter for, I don't know, 20 minutes and then going like, all oh, right, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 15. Better unpause that. <laughs> I We got to the same point, and I think I only played it for like two and a half, three. So uh-huh. you spent a good two hours watching Twitter. So I guess to to kind of set it up, Final Fantasy 15 starts with you. Uh, your name is Noctis, and you are the son of the king of some city. I don't remember what it was called. And you have been engaged, betrothed to the princess of another kingdom who it appears you're maybe at war with in some fashion. And your engagement's going to be like the thing that seals the peace treaty. And so you and your three super weird friends um, are going to go. Yeah, you're going to go on a road trip. Now, you're a prince and you'd think you'd have a pretty nice car. I guess. Um, lots of legroom in the back, from what I understand. Lots of legroom in the back. Um, and instead, the the like first part of this game opens at a, a scene of you and your friends pushing your car down, I don't know, a deserted highway in southern Utah, as far as I can tell, as Stand By Me plays? Like a cover of Stand By Stand Me. By Me. A bad cover of Stand yeah. By Me. Uh, and I picture it more like the um, drive between California and Las Vegas. Fair. Yeah. Just middle of the desert. Yeah. It's not great. Um, you push your car for, it felt like at least five minutes and it's not interesting. Well, the funny thing is, is like, they don't really tell you to push the car. Yeah. Um, there is a little thing on the side, but I don't know if you're just kind of playing and watching Twitter at the same time, you miss that. And you're like, why am I just standing behind the car? Like, are they going to finish this cutscene or what's going on? I'm like, Oh, I'm controlling these characters. That's a interesting thought to like, Hey, what if we start this game by making the player push their car? Well, and I will say too, that's actually one of the biggest problems of this game is that the, I expect in a triple a game, a certain degree of polish and final fantasy 15 does not have that degree of polish. Like oftentimes scenes will be fading out and characters will still be talking. Um, the difference between being in a cutscene and not being in a cutscene is sometimes very not obvious. Um, sometimes you'll do that thing where like it fades into a cutscene and then like you get some weird janky stuff and then the next scene starts up super weird. Um, anyway, then you push your car to the, the mechanic, the mechanic fixes hey, y'all. it up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we talked last time or maybe two episodes ago about the, the mechanic's daughter who is, I don't know, probably made out of an anime body pillow. 
Um, she's disturbingly busty in a completely well, unrealistic yeah, way. It's like if you put cantaloupes under someone's skin. It's super disturbing. And the funny thing is, is, is I'm like, nobody looks like that. And then Colby sent me some pictures of Victoria Beckham. I'm like, oh. Yeah, back okay, when so, Victoria Beckham had a really bad boob job. God, it was bad. exactly like that. It's real bad. So I guess... There are people that look like that, but there are people that shouldn't look that way. But also, this chick has this horrible, like, the most stereotypical of Southern accents. Like, it would be if you asked me to be a voice actor, and then, like, you can do a Southern accent, right? I'm like, well, not really. They're like, it'll be fine. But everyone in this area also has a bad Southern accent. Oh, no, no. that That is not true, Cliff. Everyone in this game has a Different, different accent. bad act, but everyone there seems to be. Most of them seem to be kind of southern. I didn't. I didn't get that. Uh, maybe not. Anyway, like Sid, who is her grandfather, does not have an accent. Are you sure? I don't think he does. I don't know. The accents are bad. All of your friends' voice acting is bad. All of them have different accents, and it's they're like, all bad. It's like if you made like some sort of weird coalition of every accent, and you're like, well, every character should be represented. Yeah, it's it's <clears throat> terrible. And so, but you you get your car fixed finally and you drive to the next place. And the next place is this kind of beach town, I guess. Uh, well, kind of. Kind and I mean, of? I also want to point out that you drive less than a mile to get there and I was at like a half a tank of gas when and I got everybody's there. accent is different. Like this they, is a completely different part of town your car by the way gets like i don't know 500 feet to the gallon <laughs> maybe that's the problem is because they just weren't... you know if i'm playing a game what i really want to worry about is oh hope i don't run out of gas gas because there's apparently it's... demons at night <laughs> it's terrible you can't drive at night because there oh, no, are demons you, oh you can't drive at night your yeah. friend can absolutely um but and so you get there and you do like I did a quest for a cat. There was a cat that's like, Hey, I need some fish. I'm hungry. Except he didn't say that. He just meowed at me a lot. So I learned how to fish and like, it was weird. And then did you I, do a dog quest as well? I, a dog showed up for me, to but like I think he just gave a, me some stuff. A notebook for you to be pen pals with someone via dog. But I think that's your fiance. I think your fiance sent the dog to you with that notebook. I uh -huh. think because but it, it cut to this weird cut scene that didn't make any sense about you when you were young and this girl who you've never met before. It's super it, strange. It appeared that you were pet, pet, pen pals via dog though, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. But she lives on an island, so I don't know how the dog got there. It doesn't make sense. Swam. But yeah, I guess. Did you do the run on the beach quest? No. <laughs> so I like was going to sleep and the your tall buff friend who never wears a shirt. Um, <laughs> well, like, he that's wears how, a shirt. It's just open. Yeah. So that's, this is how I describe my – like I don't know any other names. So I've got the tall buff dude who mm -hmm. is wearing a jacket with no shirt. Mm -hmm. Glasses. And then I've got – the nerdy guy who likes to cook and wears glasses. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember who the third guy is. Yeah, I don't, he probably had. Is something. he the photographer? He's the photographer. He's the photographer. <laughs> yeah. So I don't remember what he looks like, though. So he must have been like non, <laughs> non described in the game, whatever. Um, so I'm going to bed and the, the tall buff dude was like, oh, you, you know, I think the guy with the glasses is going to, going to be mad in the morning because you don't want to wake up. And I'm like, Okay. He's like, so you're going to get up with me and we're going to work out. I'm like, 
Did you that mention the demons? <laughs> like that doesn't sound great. And so the next day I woke up early and we went on a run <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> and it ended. But the best part of this entire area is you're going to go over, you're going to try. The reason you're at this beach is because you've got to take a boat over to the island that your fiance lives on in order to get married, I guess. Um, and you get there and they're like, oh, no, no, all the boats are closed because there's a blockade from the the country that you're trying to get to. And you're like, well, that sucks. And then and, all and- of a sudden, a character from Boardwalk Empire <laughs> pops out. I am not even – this is the entire reason I wanted Colby to get this far. I'm like, just wait until you talk to the journalist slash amateur jeweler. <laughs> and he's like – I, can you do his accent? I don't know if I can do his accent. I don't know. Just go look up videos of Jimmy Durante and it's literally like, like a mix you of dirty like, rat. You yeah. killed my phone. Like that, but old timey announcer. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, see, so what we're gonna do here is you're gonna go to this place and you're gonna get me this jewel that I need for my Which which makes sense as like a journalist because you have that like i don't know he should probably be wearing a hat that has like a little card in it that says absolutely but he's also an amateur jeweler so he he wants you to go get these jewels but he doesn't tell you why he literally blackmails a (laughs) prince into getting him for him so you drive over in your car and you go get these things and you find out they're being guarded by like i don't know a 35 foot tall turkey buzzard of some sort I guess two sets of wings, one small and then one big, which I'm like, what does the small one do? (laughs) They're like a backup set of wings, but they're tiny. They're super tiny. I don't know. Like they're on its head. It would be like if you had a set of arms on your head, but they were only like four inches long. What's the point? Like a pen? (laughs) My cell phone? Um, So you, you go and steal these gems. The bird kind of sort of attacks you kind of, I guess. Um, you drive flew back. off for me. Yeah. Well, it, like I jumped off the side and it, but attacked like two of the people in my group. So I don't know. Um, you get back in your car, you take it back and he's like, I'm so sorry. I had to blackmail you, but you see, I'm also a jeweler <laughs> on the side. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. And he's like, but, but the reason you're doing this is cause he can get you a ticket to somehow get on a boat that doesn't isn't part of this blockade, I guess, whatever. He's like, when you're ready to go, you just let me know and I'll get you the ticket. I'm like, okay, I'm Can ready. Can you do this to- accent the rest of the podcast? Please? Absolutely not. <laughs> and he's like, okay. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. It's like the middle of the day. And he's like, well, I can't do it today. I can't just make a boat out of nothing. So come back and see me tomorrow. We'll go. And literally my guy in my group goes, I am kind of tired. And then the screen fades to black. I'm like, I guess we're going to bed now. And then all of a sudden, a World of Warcraft trailer, (laughs) like just bops up and there's all these dudes in these big hulking armor and this big bad guy with a sword and they're, they're fighting and killing each other. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? Who are these people? And why? I mean, if you've ever seen a World of Warcraft, like, trailer you know what they look like they have a very visually distinct you know look it's dudes in big bulky armor fighting each other very you know no voiceover in this thing no nothing i'm like what is going on and then it ends well and they, then they, i'm in a they bed. destroyed the city 
I get. Oh yeah, like some some things come in and start blowing stuff up, and yeah. I'm like, what's going on? And then you wake up and you're in a bed. I'm like, how did I get in a bed? Did the did the journalist guy like roofie me? <laughs> like, <laughs> what's going on? And then the dude with the glasses comes in with a with a newspaper. He's like, oh my god. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, you will not believe this. I'm like, I will believe anything at this point because I don't know what's happening. He's like. They've destroyed the city, and this newspaper says that you're dead and your father's dead. I'm like, huh? What? <laughs> Am oh, I dead? Oh, that was, was my dead? dad. And apparently, yeah, the guy in the cutscene was your dad fighting the head of I, I, the, the other guy. Is, is that your father-in-law? I don't I, know. Anyway. I think by that point in time, I was so far checked out. I'm like, I, I don't care. You go back and you fight a bunch of robots maybe oh yeah that god that was awful it's real bad the combat in this game is super weird and i don't understand how it works at all honestly you have three different swords and i don't know why you have three different swords (laughs) figure that one out either they're like the witcher had two swords and it was obnoxious what if we add one more sword one anyway final fantasy 15 is a trip yo um so it occurred, and I've probably said this before, but like I've always, well, I won't say always. If you'd asked me like 10 years ago, do you like Final Fantasy? I would have been like, oh, yeah, no, I love Final Fantasy. It's a great series and blah, 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 blah. And then there's a point in time where I realized I'm like, oh, I haven't really played any Final Fantasy games. Absolutely. Like, I love 3 slash 6 and yeah. 2 slash 5 is really good. Um, I've beat the first one, like the original Nintendo one. Um, but past that, I mean, I've played some of seven, didn't like it. Played a little bit of eight, didn't like it. Tried 10, didn't like it. Played 15, didn't like it. So yeah. maybe I'm just a real big fan of Final Fantasy VI. And I think that's exactly it for me is I have this huge <sighs> nostalgia for Final Fantasy VI, because like I don't even think if I played it now. Like I've tried to start it a couple times. I'm like, no, I've I've played it. It's really good. It I just like doesn't it. pull me in anymore. Like there's, I just don't like turn based. Oh RPGs, yeah, they're really. they're not. It's not great, but I still really. Oh, but it. well, I mean that's the thing is like some of the songs off of that come oh, on, yeah. and it's just like, oh look, I'm 12 again. This is cool. Um, but. Yeah, like I, I think that's the reality. Is I did the same thing. I didn't like seven. I I think I played X. I think like until they started wanting to play soccer or something, and I'm oh, like, man. what's going on? Blitzball. Um, yeah, <laughs> and and I don't know. I kind of want to keep playing fifteen just because it's like having a fever dream. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I want I want you to continue playing it because I'm sure as hell not. Because I've I've got my own weird Japanese game that I'm trying to get through. Um, just to see if like it all comes together and makes sense. I don't believe it does, but I, that's the thing is I kind of want to find out. So, so maybe this is just your first final fantasy 15 update. Maybe I'll just continue to spoil the entire game in like 15 minute increments. So anyway, we're going to move on. Um, Colby Dylan's not here. News. Oh, sweet. Cool. Perfect. Are you, can you also do Vinny's voice when we get to it later? Uh, sure. All right, cool. All right. Uh, so, Many of you, God, I hope all of you know that um, we're in the middle of a pandemic now. I just hope there's one listener who's like, wait, what? (laughs) Well, you know, if you if you're practicing appropriate social distancing, you may be unaware. Um, I'll be honest, like I have uh, like a bunch of 
being in Seattle, like Seattle is the kind of epicenter of coronavirus right now. Um, 22 people dead. They think there's probably a thousand, 1500 people here that have it, but they don't know cause they can't test them. Um, it's been kind of weird. Like Microsoft is shut down. They're all working remotely. Amazon is shut down. They're all working remotely, which means my commute, which is normally somewhere between like 60 and 75 minutes. I got to work the other day in 24 minutes. It was magical. I'm really sorry. 22 people had to die in order to make my drive better, but it probably wasn't worth it. But anyway, if you, if you, all those people are online, they're like, Oh my God, it's terrible. I've been working at home for four days. I don't know what to do. I'm like, Man, I took two weeks off for Christmas. I left my house twice. What's wrong with you people? If I don't go to Target, I'm practically quarantining myself. <laughs> I'm like being an introvert. Like I have, I've been preparing for this pandemic for my entire life. It's great. Uh, but the, uh, the impact obviously of E3 of, sorry, coronavirus has been big. I just kind of blew the lead there. Um, GDC I mean, was canceled two weeks ago. You did talk about it at the first. Yeah, so. I did. GDC was canceled a couple of weeks ago, um, and yesterday, well, kind of yesterday slash today, um, and this being a podcast, that's actually two days ago and yesterday, um, it started kind of leaking out. Oddly enough, the first people to report on it appeared to be Devolver Digital <laughs> um, leaked that E3 wasn't going to be happening, and then this morning, uh, the ESA, the uh, Electronic Software Association, the folks that put on E3, announced that, in fact, it would be canceled. So they said, after careful consideration with our member companies regarding the health and safety of everyone in our industry, our fans, our employees, our exhibitors, and our longtime E3 partners, we have made the difficult decision to cancel E3 2020, scheduled for June 9th through 11th in L.A., so E3 is done this year, which is kind of kind of a bummer because E3 is kind of gamer Christmas. Um, so I just want to point out that I was reading the notes and I just was glancing over it and I saw E3 is canceled due to coronavirus. And the way that this is formatted, I read it as it's like 9-11 in Los Angeles. I'm like, <laughs> whoa, that's taken it a little farther, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you just never know. People are people are reacting. It's very strange. We call. Um, you know, it's we've talked about this a bunch, uh, kind of offline and, and in our Discord channel. And it's it's a bummer. It is absolutely a bummer. Um, and I think we're actually going to talk about coronavirus as a as a thing a little bit lower in the question and answer section. But this is absolutely probably something that needs to be done um, based on like kind of conservative estimates right now in June when they think this will be happening. There'll probably be, oh, a hundred thousand people in the United, or I'm sorry, a hundred million people in the United States that have coronavirus. So it's probably not a great time to hold a huge convention in one of the biggest cities in the United States. No, um, no. It it's still like stuff's still going to happen though. People like Microsoft and Ubisoft already, like it's, it's been three hours and they're both like, Oh yeah, we're just going to have online presentations. We'll do the same thing, except you'll just watch it on mixer instead of watching it in a giant, you know, presentation hall. But like for you and me that weren't going, it'll be the exact same thing. There just won't be weird clapping. So <laughs> you won't get those weird shots of the audience looking awkward. Um, a bunch of nerds sitting in chairs. So ultimately like the impact to you and me is minimal, but the impact to the industry could be massive. You know, they're, they're already talking about um, how, especially indie developers, like just lose the ability to, 
show off their games. So, you know, if you are a journalist at E3, you spend a lot of your time just going from private um, appointment to private appointment. Sometimes those are at E3. Sometimes they're in hotel rooms. Um, And those are the way that those games get found and published and, you know, press written about them and how they end up in podcasts and how they end up on YouTube and so on and so forth. So, um, we very well could be looking at a situation where in 2021, 2022, where there's just uh, months where games don't come out or, you know, indie and double a games just don't come out because they're just not getting the press and the access to the people that they need to talk to because of things like E3 being canceled and, and GDC being canceled. So this could be like the downside is this news could actually be very bad for the industry. Coronavirus as a whole actually could be great for the industry as people are stuck at home and all they have to do is spend money on Netflix and video games. Streaming so is already up and seeing a pretty yeah. decent, Man, I went and saw a movie on Sunday, and it was a ghost town. Like, I saw Onward, which is, a, I mean, that was a weekend release. That was the weekend yeah. it came out, and there was two other families in the theater with us. So, it, it could be, it's going to be bad for things where you have to go. So, if you go out to eat, tip real well, because there's a bunch of people that aren't making money. If you... Uh, I uh, I just got Chinese food the other day. Get Chinese food if you can. Because people are weird racist. I got Thai food yesterday because Chinese food around me is not very good. Does that count? Yeah, it's close enough. Close enough. It's Asian. So anyway, E3, it's a real bummer. And hopefully hopefully the impact isn't as bad as it could be. Um, I think game developers have a lot of other avenues now that they didn't before, but this is still going to be very hard on a lot of a lot of game developers that can't get the access they need. So, all right. Speaking of things that are failing, is that, is that a transition? Yep. Sure. Uh, as we said, about GameStop, it is talking about GameStop. It is. So Reggie from Nintendo, uh, stepped down from being the president of Nintendo of America. I'm going to say like what? Six months ago, maybe probably, probably somewhere around there, eight months ago, whatever, um, has decided that he's going to go from being the president of one of the most successful software companies in the world to sitting on the board at one of the only, I don't know, like part of retail that's just dying right now. He, along with uh, William Simon, who is the ex-president of uh, and CEO of Walmart, and James Samankick, Samankick probably, who is the president and CEO of PetSmart, uh, are joining the board of GameStop. Okay, so these three guys joining the GameStop board of directors is only interesting because it's it's being caused by a bunch of people like six other folks just jumping off of the uh, GameStop uh, board of directors. And it it appears to be part of like a plan where they are trying to get like fresh blood in, I guess. Um, But one of the folks stepping down is actually Dan, uh, Dan DeMatteo, who has been with GameStop forever. Like he uh, essentially, he he was the person that brokered the deal. So he's the guy that owned B Dalton and software, etc. Got um, him and Len, what's the guy's Len Regio, I think, uh, who owned uh, Barnes and Noble. All got together and made that into big company, and then they actually acquired GameStop and squished it all together. 
And and so he's actually leaving the board. He's been C, CEO, COO, and vice chairman of the board for years. Um, and he's just done, I guess. <laughs> um, according to um, them, the gaming industry needs a healthy and vibrant GameStop. I look forward to being a part of GameStop Corp board and make helping to make this happen. So I... I what do you think, Cole? Is there anything Reggie can do to to help here? No. I mean, like, so, does this... So the funny thing I heard it was like two weeks ago was that one of the ways that GameStop was going to, like, bring people in was, was make it more of a social place to hang out. And, yeah. and then, like, like literally it was like, hey, GameStop, new social... Oh, coronavirus. I'm like, yeah. mm, sorry, GameStop. They've been piloting stores in Oklahoma, and... I've actually heard they're kind of not great either. So I just, they're, you know, we actually had a, a talk. We were talking about this again in Discord the other day. You can join our Discord, bitemepodcast.com slash Discord. And uh, there are people that still legitimately really like having physical games. It's not me, and I don't claim to really understand it. But, like, there's a place in this world probably for something like GameStop, but it's got to be better than GameStop. Yeah, I think that's the problem is I think that there's a place for something like GameStop. I just don't think. Well, it's I mean, GameStop. Here's the thing. I don't know if there is. Like, if there was a place for GameStop, GameStop would not be floundering. Although I also wonder if part of GameStop's problem is... Like, GameStop... I don't... GameStop has 5,700 locations. Uh, yeah, that might be... <laughs> I was actually talking with my wife about that because... Not about GameStop, because she doesn't care, but... Um, <laughs> I was like, that's a really weird conversation. Village Inn, which yeah. is... That's that's national, right? It is not. Uh, Village Inn, but like every place has one. So it's just like that that kind like of Denny's. like chain diner. Yeah, it's like a di- it's like a Denny's. It's like a Sherry's if you live here. Yeah. They're at least in a couple states. I know that. Sure. I just didn't know if it was national. Um, just closed down one. And I closed down the one nearest us. And my wife's like, well, that, that kind of sucks. I'm like, well, the problem with it is, is that so right now there are like four villages within five miles of my house. Yeah. Um, you know, th- we passed an Arby's and she's like, Oh wow, that's, that's been there forever. And I'm like, there is literally like seven Arby's within five miles of my house at this point in time. Like, I don't know, 30 years ago when there was like McDonald's, Wendy's and, you know, maybe two or three other ones that was fine having seven Arby's, but now yeah. there are, 40 different places that are all better than Arby's that you can go. So like you can still get Arby's. You just have to drive a little bit farther. And with GameStop that I think is definitely one of those things that they should shut down about half of those because I mean, I not anymore. And I don't know from my location now, but like at our old house, like there was, I mean, probably within five miles, I'm going to go ahead and guess Five Game Stops? Well, well, I mean, I like, kind of... the, at, at the Valley Fair Mall, there was literally one at the Valley Fair Mall, and if you drove a mile down the road, there was another GameStop. I'm like, I don't know, maybe you don't need these two right here. Well, I kind of wonder how much of it, too, was getting out of malls, because, I mean, yeah. there are they definitely still have mall locations. But um, malls don't exist anymore, so... Well, but, but I, th- I don't think that that's as true. I mean, yes, malls aren't... <laughs> There are less malls than there used to be, but I think taking your GameStops out of malls and putting them in strip malls mm-hmm. was a mistake because it's oh, yeah. like 
that means I only go to GameStop when I actually need something at GameStop, which is not very often. When they used to be in the malls, I'd go into a GameStop all the time just to kind of look around. In Utah, I don't think there is a single GameStop in a mall. I don't think there is either. And there is one here. Like, my the mall closest to me does have a GameStop. And it's always busy. Like, it's always mm-hmm. packed. Um, but, you know, if I go to a GameStop, there are also... Actually, there's two of them. Actually, both of the malls near me have one. Um, but if I go to a GameStop that's just in a strip mall, I'm often the only person in there. Or there's one other person in there. Well, I, I think the problem is, is that... And I, I know this isn't for... Like, it, it's not an everyone kind of thing. Because there are people who... <laughs> don't necessarily know about games or, you know, need help. But, like, there is nothing that a GameStop can offer me that a Walmart or Target can't. Yeah. But, I mean, even there, like, the selection at Walmart and Target is getting smaller and smaller Uh and smaller all the time. But, I mean, yeah, I was just going with brick and mortar. Yeah, no, absolutely. I can just go online and get whatever I want because... I think I just, like, having worked at Software Etc. for quite a few years, I think what a lot of people want is the ability to just go in and, and talk about games with someone, too. Mm-hmm. Like, talk about a hobby they love. Um, and I think it's disappointing that that culture is, is getting harder and harder to find. Um, and maybe I'm wrong. Did GameStop for a while very much feel like they were hiring, like, kind of bro people? Well, I mean... Or was that just like a, because it, it very much felt like, I don't know, I'd go in there and it wasn't, maybe it wasn't bro people. Maybe it was more like, I'm just here because it's a job, not necessarily because I like video games. I think that's part of it. And I mean, I think that their hiring has been a little weird for a while, honestly. And I think that, like, I mean, it was it's a very strange thing to look back on. But when I first started there in 95, like I had to wear a tie to work. <laughs> Uh, which is such a weird thing to see. And when I go in there and there's like a dude wearing like a polyester anime shirt, I'm like, this is very strange. Right before um, I got hired on at Winco, they had just dropped their wear a tie as a grocery worker. Yeah. Like, yeah. And and so I think like that maybe it was just like, I don't want to say that the standard slipped. And I'm not sure, saying that you shouldn't be able to wear whatever you want to work retail because you probably yeah, should. You should be able to. But at the same time, like you'd go in and I'm like, I don't even know who works here, honestly. Um, but, you know, on top of that, I think that they've just made some bad decisions. Like their big thing was to a lot of the stores, they hooked them into either Hollywood. No, oh no. Hollywood video had their own place. Didn't yeah. They? Yeah. Um, but a lot game of them, they zone? hooked. Yeah. Game zone. But a lot of them, they hooked into Barnes and Nobles. Like mm-hmm. the Barnes and Noble near me actually has a GameStop off of it. And so it's like, and, and literally there's a door between them. You don't actually have to go outside to go between them. And like, that's cool, but there's no one at Barnes and Noble either. Yeah. Um, I just I don't see what Reggie can do to like I don't I don't know if GameStop can make it. I mean, here's here's the thing: it's not GameStop, it's not any of those things. Retail in general is down, is yep. tanking, absolutely. And so, like, to look at it as like, oh, you know, GameStop isn't doing well, is to say like, well, most retail isn't doing well. Yeah. So especially and, especially not like stores that aren't like a Target, Walmart, those kind of things where yeah. you can go in and get everything. Anything that specializes is probably not doing well. I think the thing is, is two months ago, if you'd asked me if GameStop could last the year, I would have probably said, you know, I mean, yes, probably in some way they could close 2,500 stores and yeah. still have a very big presence and probably get enough money off of that to, you know, stay open for a little while longer. Shocked that they haven't. 
Yeah, same. Absolutely same. And they're closing stores, but not, not the number the that I think that, yeah. they would. Um, and so, you know, I'm like, yeah, maybe. But I don't know if GameStop, in the face of a, a pandemic, can last. You know, like I don't uh-huh. think they do enough online business to to stay relevant when people just aren't going to stores or when people may have like a forced quarantine that doesn't allow them to go to stores or, you know, I mean, like we said, at some point in time, we'll, we'll talk about this later. But part of the problem with the service industry in the United States is that they don't have sick time. And so, you know, when I worked right. at Software, etc., we didn't have enough employees for more than one person to be sick. If 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 more than one person was sick, you literally called in people from other stores to help out. And so when you get to the point where, you know, uh, presumably a third of the country has coronavirus, they won't be able to staff their store, let alone, or, you know, you'll have two people working 100 hours a week to try and keep a software, et cetera, open, and they'll be burning through overtime. Like, that just seems... Well, that seems I mean, very. If you, if you look at their part-time employees, who probably don't have insurance, no. From, like I mean, they have somewhere between twenty-three and forty-five thousand part-time yeah. employees. And so, like, there, I, I would be shocked, honestly. I think they will have to try very, very hard to make it through July. Um, I don't like they're betting on being able to sell a bunch of PS5s and Xbox One or Xbox Series Xs, and I just I don't know if they'll last that long. I, 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 really I mean, like quite can. honestly, if I was pre-ordering, I wouldn't do it through GameStop. Absolutely like. not. All right. Um, so so Nintendo. Speaking of Nintendo, my transitions are not good today. I apologize. Uh, Nintendo and Lego are teaming up for. I don't know, something. Um, yesterday was Mario Day. Day before? Yesterday was Mario Day, which is cute because it's March 10th, so it spells Mario. Isn't that cute? It's so cute. It's cute. Um, and on, I'm going to say Lego's Instagram, but it could have been Nintendo's Instagram. It could have been both their Instagram and Instagram account. They released a really cute video of what looked like a Mario minifig. And it kind of panned and zoomed a little bit. And you're like, oh, that's adorable. And then it ended with a Nintendo and a Lego logo. So, or Super Mario and a Nintendo. I'm sorry. A Super Mario and a Lego logo. And that's all. Nobody knows what they're doing. So, what we get to do on this podcast, Colby, is speculate. I love speculation. Speculation. So, I mean, obviously there are... like the Nintendo's the easy buying one is, Lego. I wonder that if Nintendo unlikely. has enough money to buy Lego. Probably. Maybe? I don't know. Nintendo's market cap's not huge. Like, they make money, but I don't know if they make Lego money. Um, like, the easy answer is that, like, Lego might just be making Nintendo Lego sets. But that's the most boring of the answers. I don't like that answer at all. Like, I mean, would it be fun to be able to build, like, a Lego Nintendo set, I guess? Kind of? I don't know. I'm just not sure that does it for me. Um, I do like the idea of like Lego licensing Nintendo to make Lego games. So like if you've played any of the, you know, Lego Indiana Jones, Lego Star Wars, I think a Lego Mario game could be a lot of fun. And they've done this before, obviously, with the uh, where they license it to Ubisoft to make the uh, Mario. What's the name of that Ubisoft battle game? Uh, Mario versus Rabbids. Yeah. So. I mean, it's definitely something they've done before. So, what do you think? 
Lego is valued at fourteen point six billion, and Nintendo is valued at thirty six point six billion. So probably not. Like probably you probably not. don't have have that ability. Microsoft uh, is buying Lego. I'm starting the rumor now. <laughs> I'd like Microsoft just to buy Nintendo. <laughs> frankly, I, I, if, I want Microsoft if, as like a baller move just to buy Sony and Nintendo. God, like the thing is, is like people don't realize it, man. Their market cap's almost a trillion dollars. <laughs> they like, could. They could just like that. <laughs> Anytime, hey, any. We're releasing the Xbox. It's the only thing. <laughs> uh, oh. Every okay. time anyone's like, man, Sony's kicking Xbox's butt, I'm like, well, yes. <laughs> Technically. Technically. <laughs> uh, Microsoft's like, money fight. <laughs> would, you, would you play a, a Lego Mario game? I mean, I don't really play the Mario games to begin with, so probably not. But Do you play the? Have you played any of the Lego games? No, nope, not really. So probably not. They're I terrible. Mean, They'd be fun. They'd be a lot of fun. I, I think I it can, would be fun. I, I would just like to see a Lego Nintendo or Lego Mario game, just because I like the aesthetic of see, those games I, so much. I don't want a Lego Mario game. I want a Lego Nintendo game. Yeah, absolutely. Like I want like a a you know. MCU of the Nintendo universe, oh. but Lego. So, like, essentially making Lego Kingdom Hearts, but without all the wacky yep. stuff that makes Kingdom Hearts not make sense. Uh huh. Oh man, I could a hundred percent get behind that. That'd be super dope. Like where yeah. you're you're playing through a Mario level and you're level and you're playing through a Zelda level and you're playing mm-hmm. through a Metroid level and a Donkey I'm, Kong level and a I mean like as Kirby a level. Like with a like a Kingdom Hearts thing, yeah, you could have like a, you know, hey, I'm Sora or whatever yeah. the character's name is, and I've got to go to Nintendo Land. It's Lego Land, and fight through all those things. Yeah, dude, I want that now. That's what I want. I'm starting the rumor. They're making that. That's what the Happening. announcement is. You heard it on Bite Me Podcast first. All right, next up. Gamers are dumb. Sorry, I know Shocking. all of I know all of you are gamers, but you know I'm, I'm a gamer ta- too. I'm, I'm not talking to you guys. I'm talking to the other gamers. You gamers are great. It's everyone else that sucks. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn. We've talked about this a couple times before. Has been rumored to be coming to PC for I don't know, probably three or four months now. And as of eh, a couple days ago, it was confirmed. Head of PlayStation Worldwide Studio and the ex-managing director of Guerrilla Games, the makers of Horizon Zero Dawn, Helmet Holst, confirmed, yes, I can confirm that Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PC this summer. There will be more information coming from Guerrilla from the new studio directors pretty soon. So, this is as far as I know. Like, I'm not a super Sony guy, so maybe those of you who are can correct me if I am wrong. Uh, I believe this is the first Sony first-party game ever to come to PC. Does that sound right to you, Cole? Uh, first-party, yes. Yeah. So unless you this count is Final a- Fantasy VII, that's not first-party. Oh, that's not first-party, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but it's actually kind of rare. Exclusive. I mean, even even Sony exclusives coming to PC are pretty rare. So this is actually a pretty big deal. And and Horizon Zero Dawn was a really good game. It sold really well, and I think that there are a lot of people on PC that'll be very excited to play it. Um, I mean, 
if I didn't have a PlayStation, I would be excited to play it on a PC. Um, so he, Helmet went on to, or I'm sorry, Helmet? Herman Holst. <laughs> I don't know why I think his name's Helmet all of a sudden. His, his name is now Helmet. <laughs> Helmet went on to say, I think it's important that we stay open to new ideas on how to introduce more people to PlayStation and show people maybe what they've been missing out on. And to maybe put a few minds at ease, releasing one first-party AAA title to PC doesn't necessarily mean that every game now will come to PC. In my mind, Horizon Zero Dawn was just a great fit in this particular instance. We don't have plans for day and date, and we remain 100 percent committed to dedicated hardware strangely enough those those words did not convince playstation gamers who are literally so angry about sony taking an exclusive title and putting it on playstation not even or i'm saying i'm putting on pc not putting it on xbox not putting it anywhere else just putting it on pc that there are literally people on twitter like video recording themselves breaking their playstation talking about how Sony has betrayed them about how, like, it's ridiculous. How do these people deal with real life? Like, I, I mean, this isn't even a first world problem. Like, what is a more first world problem? Where does can it go you from imagine here? those people at work? Oh my god, no! <laughs> hey, someone ate Bill's sandwich from the fridge on accident, and uh, they lit the building on fire. <laughs> I, I mean, absolutely. Like, I just. As a as a gamer, I want all other gamers to be able to play all the other games because games are awesome. Which, like, to me, I think exclusives are the stupidest part of video games. Like, I I'm, want every game to be available everywhere. I'm, I'm going to read a tweet that I sent you. Please. And it's, if you get mad that the game you love comes to additional platforms so that more people can experience, you are a shit human. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just, it's so dumb. And, you know, we were talking earlier and someone said, like, why are they angry? And I said, the only reason I can think of it is because people invest so much of themselves into being a whatever system fanboy. Really probably doesn't matter if you're a PC fanboy, if you're a PC Master Race guy, if you're a PlayStation fanboy, if you're an Xbox fanboy. You dedicate so much of yourself to being a fanboy for that thing and spend all your money, spend all of your time playing those systems that when something and 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 ultimately at this point in time, all three of those things, it doesn't matter if you have a PlayStation, an Xbox or a PC, essentially you're playing a fancy, you know, computer at this point. Like it just depends on what box it's in. So the only thing that differentiates your fancy, you know, PC in a Sony box from your fancy PC in an Xbox box is the exclusives. And so as soon as they become less exclusive, it takes away the value of all that time and all that energy you've spent into becoming a fanboy. And so now you're all sad. And that's the dumbest thing in the entire world. Love games and love the people that play them. And if you play a great game on the PlayStation, why don't you want other people to be able to experience that great game? It's so dumb. It's it's to me it's vaguely like the um oh, easy mode kind of yeah. argument that like uh, why wouldn't what does it if you loved Horizon Zero Dawn what does it matter if someone plays it on PC like right what does cares? it like I played like, Horizon Zero Dawn on super easy walk through it mode too I did not yeah, play it on the hardest mode like so. I just I don't get the what does it matter it makes like, no sense to me. It makes zero sense to me. I, 
I wish I could understand these people because I want to be able to like explain it to other people. But like literally my third, fourth bullet point for this is gamers, of course, are idiots. And I can't find a better explanation for that. And again, not you. You guys are great. It's everyone else. Unless I, you're one of those idiots, in which case stop being that idiot. It It is a... It's a single player game that you experience by yourself. What does it matter? How? I'll be I'll be honest. Like I might buy it on the PC just because I've always wanted to play Horizon Zero Dawn with an Xbox controller. That's a good point, right? I mean, I and on a high end computer that game is going to look pretty. It's, it was gorgeous on a PlayStation. Man, yeah. it'll be prettier on a computer. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe people are just now sad they're going to play the slightly uglier version of, of Horizon Zero Dawn. They they only got that like fake 4K, and PC gamers will get real 4K. Well, I mean, I mean, like the thing is, is that I. It, you know, Vinny. Vinny plays games on PC yeah. that are exclusives to Xbox, I assume, like yeah. Sea of Thieves. Yeah. It doesn't affect me at all. Really? Like, are you sure? Wh- <laughs> like, why? If Even if I had been playing Sea of Thieves for 400 hours and it wasn't on PC, and all of a sudden it was on PC and he could play it, I wouldn't be like, how dare he? I'll be How honest. dare they? I'll like, be honest. I, and, like, this is letting my Xbox, uh, you know fanboyism show through a little bit you know what the great part about that is y'all could play together because xbox shares Uh yep they do (laughs) anyway stop being stupid speaking of people that are stupid (laughs) hey yo bit oh wait no not no 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 not yet colby not yet (laughs) so uh there's a lot of people that are stupid and hate the epic game store and i will admit there are things the epic game store doesn't do that steam does do so like security like if you're in the security like the epic game store isn't as secure as steam but like frankly they give you a free video game every month and they've done that for like a year and a half now and maybe you should just make up with the epic game store but one thing that they have added to make you feel a little bit better about yourself is they now have wish lists um which leads me to two things it's like man the epic game store didn't have wish lists until this week that's really stupid but it's okay. Like, they've got them now, and I'm hoping that makes you happy. They still don't do things like email you when um, they go on sale or when they are released. I guess if you want those things, you have to go back to Steam. But they're coming. They're coming. It's fine. Just they give you a free game every week, and every time you buy something there, you make Tim Sweeney a little bit rich. Hmm. Crap. Oh, well. Uh, EA just lost a huge exclusive, or did it? Bum, bum, dun, dun, bum. dun. So, um, you may or may not know if you play football games. I don't, do you play, you don't play football games, do you, Cole? No. No. I haven't played a Madden since probably like Madden 1994. Like, it was on the SNES, <laughs> I guarantee you. I played 2008 because. When you buy Madden 2008 in 2010, it's like $4. Yeah, every once in a while I'll think, like, maybe I should launch one on, like, EA Access and then I don't. But let's say you did. Uh, you you would know that Madden is kind of the only game in town if you want to play NFL-style football. Um, it has been for a while. Like, I'm going to say a decade Ish, maybe, I don't know. Um, and also, currently, are the only people that can make a quote-unquote NFL simulation game, which is the most terrible way to describe what is, in fact, 
football video games. Apparently, football video games are called NFL simulation games. I guess. They're the only people that can make one of those through 2022. But... 2K Game has announced that in a deal with the NFL, they are going to release a number of new football games in the coming years, which the first one of those will launch sometime in 2021. According to a 2K press statement, the game will be a non-simulation football game experience. (laughs) So, Colby, if you were going to make a football game that wasn't a football game... But that featured an NFL license. Which game would you make? Blitz the league. Absolutely. But with with NFL players, does that become a simulation game? I don't think so. Could you make like the football version, which I mean is essentially Blitz the league uh, of uh, NBA Jam, but with football players? Well, like, that's do they have what superpowers. I'm wondering if that's what they're going to do. If like a, a Blitz the league, I don't think would fall under a simulation. Could you know you what? Just- kind of up the everything about it it's like players can light on fire and they can throw like a a pass that they throw it and it goes all the way around the world and comes back and they catch it or like it goes through a player and then you catch it catch it yeah 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 you know what i would actually play as opposed to madden Uh (laughs) uh-huh this game uh the the article that i read this on i think it was on kutaku actually said maybe it's just like a dating sim um, that would be amazing. Which I would also play. A 2K NFL Metroidvania. Um, a 2K NFL platformer. I think there's options that definitely are all going to be better than just playing Madden 2020 again. <laughs> it's like a walking sim where you have to figure out if you have some sort of brain trauma. <laughs> Spoilers call. They you do. do. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, man, I'm sorry. I'll be honest. Colby and I probably should not have been on an episode alone. This is going to be... It goes on forever. I'm very sorry. Uh, so, long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away, um, Nintendo and PlayStation were going to make something called the Nintendo PlayStation, which is not a good name. But that's okay. It was going to be a disc-based Nintendo system. There was all sorts of falling out and grief and terribleness. We're not going to talk about that. But as many as 200 Nintendo PlayStations were made. I didn't realize it was that many. Yeah, that's, I, at least that's what I said. So uh, this one, the, the one that we're going to talk about was found by Terry Diebold, who that sounds like a very fake name and that maybe he works for a security company. Or he um, is the heir to the Diebold yeah, fortune. yeah, fortune. Uh, he found it inside a box, <laughs> once owned by a former Sony Computer Entertainment CEO whose name is Olaf Olafsson, which is also a very fake-sounding name. Um, he later We're probably worked related to him, probably Olaf yeah. Olafsson. He uh, later worked at Advanta Corporation, um, where this Diebold character also worked. When the company went bankrupt, a whole bunch of stuff was privately auctioned off, and he bought it. And inside of it, he found a Nintendo PlayStation. And he's been shuttling it around to different conventions. He got some, like, super mod dude to actually fix it. So it actually works now. Um, And as recently as a year ago, he was offered $1.2 million for it in what people now think was a fake bid in order to drive up the price of it. (laughs) Um, But over the weekend, um, a guy named Greg Lamore purchased it 
at an auction for $300,000 plus a $60,000 money thing. I don't know what it was for. It was some sort of auction thing. So maybe maybe Diebold makes three, 300K and the auction house makes 60. I don't understand how auctions work. So it doesn't matter. Um Palmer Lucky was apparently uh, a person that was interested in this, and I'm really glad he didn't win it because I hate Palmer Lucky. Um, but Greg Greg Lamore, the winner of it, Mick is... Lamore. What? Greg Mick Lamore. Oh, you're right. What kind of last name is Mick Lamore? Why don't any of these people have normal names? Didn't he write that song about thrift shops? Yes, Greg Mick Lamore. <laughs> He's a Seattle native. <laughs> um, he is an entrepreneur who is best known for starting pets.com, which he's like, best I, known for failing miserably. I read this article. Well, that's the thing. That's what I thought. Like I thought pets.com was just one of those like 2000 bubble tech things that just cratered. And it, oh, it absolutely, it absolutely was. But you know what happened first? Greg Lamore sold it to Amazon.com, made a bunch of money, and got out. <laughs> so, smart. super smart, which is why he has $300,000, $360,000 worth of Nintendo PlayStation buy-in money. Apparently, the dude is a huge video game collector and has bought all sorts of wackadoo video game stuff. So, moral of this story is, is if you ever start a dot-com business... Get out early. Like, yes, some of you will become or have the option of becoming Jeff Bezos. A lot more of you could have become Greg McLemore or like the dude who started MySpace. Yeah, dude, Tom. Tom made, I think, like $700 million. Yeah. Like, you don't need more than $700 million. You know who isn't hated? Tom. Yeah. Everyone loves Tom. Tom never helped in a genocide. That's something Facebook can't say. (laughs) Absolutely not. Tom's just living his best life. It's like the dude from Malcolm in the Middle. Malcolm, like, dude make a crap ton of money. I mean, he's had his <laughs> life has not been great since then because of the repeated brain injuries he'd suffered racing cars. But, like, he got, he took his money, he got out of acting, and he's just, he's living the fat life. Like he's meeting Sheriff Joe Arpaio for some reason. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, that's the moral of this story is start a business. When someone offers you $5 million, say thank you. Because, yeah, sure, someday you might look and be like, oh, man, I could have gotten $500 million. But you can live happy on $5 million for the rest of your life and not have to think, oh, man, I lost all of that. And and if you make $5 million, you're probably not going to end up on the wrong end of a pitchfork at some point in time. Absolutely not. So, just, just keep that in mind. Anyway, get on you, Greg. Lamore. <laughs> All right, finally up. Call of Duty War Modern Warfare Warzone. <sighs> At what point in time can we make it illegal? Call to- of War, <laughs> Modern War, Warfare, Warzone. War. It's terrible. Anyway, it's out. It's free. It's a Battle Royale add-on to, I think, just Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Um it's free to play. Everyone can get in on it, regardless of whether you own Call of Duty Modern Warfare or not, um, which is cool. It uh, it brings a couple of new things to, I guess, the Battle Royale genre, as it were, um, like 50 new players. Like So instead of PUBG or Forknife, um, you can play 150-player Battle Royale with support for solo, duo, and three-person teams, which I guess is cool. Seems like a yeah. lot of people. The map's apparently huge, so cool. 
Um, it has two game modes, so just traditional battle royale where you all kill each other until there's no one left to kill, and that person wins. And also a game called Plunder, which is actually way, 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 way more interesting to me than just killing everybody else. Um, the idea is they split the... It's played on the same map. I just spit on my microphone. Sorry, microphone. Um, it's played on the same map as the Battle Royale version. It splits everyone in half, so presumably 75 people per team. You run around collecting money and killing other people, and then uh, you take that money, and there's two ways to like add it to your team's total. You can either buy a... like weather balloon I guess and like tie the money to it and that takes it to a bank I guess maybe they're intelligent weather balloons or you Wait, can call how do you in get your money to the bank I have direct deposit maybe uh, that's just, done via, via just, balloon I just tie mine directly to a weather balloon and that explains a lot about your financial situation yeah, I'll be completely great. honest it's not great <laughs> so your other option is you can call in the choppa and you have to wait for it and then you put the money on the chopper, but that's free. It's like the direct deposit, um, except they're snipers. So, like the the plus side of the balloon method is it costs you a little bit of money, but you're pretty much guaranteed that your money makes it to your team's bank. The chopper is free, but you have to like hang out and wait for it to get there and take off with your money. Does that seem like the exact opposite way this game should work? Like the the chopper's free, the weather balloon costs you a little bit of money. I don't know, man. <laughs> Maybe this is set in some sort of near future where helicopters are plentiful and breed and just make more. There's just an unlimited number of helicopters. Um, I talked to Joe Coleslaw about this early and he's like, yeah, the helicopter is cool, except that you will just die immediately because there are snipers camping every single chopper location. So mm, whatever. Good times. Anyway, first team to make it to either, uh, at the end of a half hour, if no one has made a million dollars, whoever has the most money wins. But if you can make it to a million dollars before that, you kick in an overtime timer where, uh, the money amount of money doubles and you have to scurry real fast to get more money until the overtime timer goes off. And then whoever has the most money then wins. Which seems kind of weird. I don't understand the overtime mechanic exactly. Except I guess it makes it really frantic, I suppose. Oh, you're still moving. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you, I thought it looked... Uh, it did for a second. <laughs> um, it makes it more frantic, I suppose. Um, but you don't die either, so you can uh, like you come, you can die, and you just come back fifteen seconds later. So it's it's a I don't know. It sounds interesting, I guess. Um, in the the battle royale version, you actually can purchase revives to bring back people. Um, but when you die, you're taken to a like a, a prison gulag where you have to compete in a 1v1 match <laughs> to get out. I don't know. It it brings some really interesting mechanics to Battle Royale. And like the, the Plunder version sounds kind of like the Dark Zone in, in Division, sort of. I, I'm not going to play it. I'm absolutely not going to play it. But people that like that kind of thing, I hope you enjoy it. That's what, that's what matters to me. Are you going to play yeah. it, Cole? Um... No, 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 probably cool. not. It's fine. Like I, I, I love that people love those games. I just am never good enough at them to enjoy them, and I don't enjoy them enough to get good at them. So yeah. it's a very chicken and egg problem. All right, Cole, it's now is the right time. <laughs> hey, yo, Vinny. God. It's Vinny, you know, the Vinny. I thought you said you could do it, Colby. 
I could, but the- I enjoy my version better. <laughs> Vinny wants to take one character from a video franchise, video game franchise and put them in another. What are they doing in that world? <clears throat> so originally I was thinking Trevor from Grand Theft Auto V. You can put him my, in any video game and I will And that him. was my first thought, is that I'm like, well, just put him in any video game and it's going to be certainly interesting. And then I'm like, oh, they should put him in like a super cute video game, like Trevor and like Yoshi's Yarn. Because <laughs> um, you saw what he did with stuffed animals. I did. Um, but then I just decided I want Trevor in Final Fantasy XV because that would at least make it a little bit more interesting. I think that makes sense. So is he? does he replace, like, the photographer because we don't know what he looks yes. like? Yes. I'm going to replace the photographer in Final Fantasy XV with Trevor. So he just stomps the journalist to death. <laughs> takes the ticket. So I think the question is, is, like, in my head, he is still the photographer, though, but every single picture you do not want to save. Absolutely no. do not want to save. They are pics of the unsolicited kind. <laughs> Every single one. You're like, Trevor, why do we have 15? Oh. What is this? Is this like, it looks like hills of some sort. Are those those aren't trees. They're too wispy. What? Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, Trevor. Trevor. <laughs> I'm in. I, I, I would. I, I might play Final Fantasy 15 more anyway, but if you put Trevor in it, I would a hundred percent play Final Fantasy 15. So I want to take. Um, I want to take the goose from Untitled Goose Game and put it in the Wolfenstein games because kill the mo- Nazis with a goose. Exactly. Like it's taking one of the ultimate evils and having it fight another <laughs> one of the ultimate evils, and I think that that redeems the goose. I think. I think the goose is redeemed. Yeah. Yeah. I I would play this game. I want to see it just, like, poke Hitler to death with its beak. Like, in, in, I don't know, Wolfenstein 2, I think you kick Hitler in the head and kill him. I want to see that goose just, like, peck his eyeballs out. It's going to be great. Anyway, that's what I would do. Turn down for what? Hey, Travis. Says, uh, it's the medieval times. You know, the medieval ones. Or maybe he's... Okay, he does say it's the medieval times and video games exist. What type of games would be some of the hit titles? I thought maybe we were at medieval times. <laughs> <laughs> That's different. That's a different question. Um, and Randy Pitchford is next to you. <laughs> and there's magic. Uh, it's medieval times and video games exist. What type of games would be some of the hit titles? I just picture them all being Harvest Moon. <laughs> and they're just called like serfdom moon (laughs) no one wants to play them because that's just literally Uh, their life so i have to farm yeah (laughs) after you're done farming yeah you just farm some more or i don't know people will just be burned as witches (laughs) these are video games like so i like the idea of um like kind of in a similar thought is like how, how many how many video games have you played that are essentially just medieval times but they're role playing games like mm-hmm. we often play role playing games as it's the same thing except they're like it's just life simulator it's uh, it's you know we're going on a quest it's, a, it's like, like a weird walking sim uh huh we went on a quest yesterday man like and it's you know people say that all the time they're like why would you play video games when you could just go do something in real life they're like why would you play this weird role playing game when we can just go on a quest right now and kill a troll because there were trolls in medieval times right oh yeah. Yeah, 100%. They were Absolutely. wiped out by the plague, I believe. Makes sense. You hear to hear first. <laughs> it's happening a lot. Them though. and dragons. We know that's true. Absolutely mm. true. All right. So here is going to be the super 
fun question. Uh, Kim Cruz wants to know, not gaming related, but on a scale from one to ten, how much do you fear the coronavirus at this point? Um, like real talk, I like. So I guess a couple things like to get out of the way because I am absolutely shocked by the amount of just either misinformation or lack of information at this point. Like I've had kind of a cold all week this week. And I don't even think it's cold. I think I just have allergies. And I went to work yesterday. I was coughing a little bit. And everyone's like, oh, my God, you need to go get a corona test. And I'm like, you can't. And they're like, no, absolutely you can. I'm like, no. Like, we have a – so in Kirkland, which is a city just north of where I work, um, it's like the 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 epicenter of, of coronavirus. Like, 21 of the 22 people that have died in Seattle are from, like, a long-term care facility in Kirkland. <laughs> um there are still like 20 people that work there that haven't been able to get tested because there aren't enough tests. <laughs> so like, I can't get one. You probably can't get one. Um, unless you like, I don't know, French kissed a dude in Italy last week. You're probably not getting a coronavirus test. Um, so you're and if, saying I should lie and say I French kissed a, a Italian dude and you're good okay. to go. So like, first of all, like there's no testing. They have no idea how many people in Seattle have it. They, well, that's not true. They know 163 people have it and maybe as many as 10 to 15 times more than that, roughly give or take. So I find that a little bit worrisome. Um, estimates of like how this will reproduce based on, uh, how it's done it in every other country, and when you take into consideration how bad the United States healthcare system is, and how, what percentage of the people here are service employees that like have to go to work because they don't have sick pay, um, like they're talking a hundred million people having coronavirus in June. Um, they're talking five hundred thousand people dead in June, like. I'd say a solid eight. Like it's so, it's kind of worrisome. <laughs> so so you want to hear a fun thing that I saw pop up on my Twitter when I probably should have been podcasting and instead was looking at Twitter. Yeah, that's fine. So so BBC uh, News um, just uh, put up a thing that was number of deaths from coronavirus in Italy has risen from 196 to 827 in the last 24 hours. Yeah, see, that seems seems like that's maybe a bad thing. And I'll be completely honest, I'm not worried for me. Like, no, I'm a no. relatively healthy dude in my early no, 40s. You're not. I'm healthy. But I mean, the thing is, is like, no, yeah. I mean, like, I'm going to die of heart disease anytime now um, if diabetes doesn't kill me first. But, um, like, when it comes to things like that, I'm pretty yeah. healthy. Like, my wife's healthy. My kid's 12. He's fine. Like, people in our age demographics, the age demographic you're in, like, quite frankly, I'm worth more dead than I am alive. In so. so many ways, Colby, in so many ways. But, like, the odds of us getting it and dying are, like, 1%, fairly 2%, low. fairly yeah. low. I'm not super worried about it. But, like, my dad is 65 and immunosuppressed. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, if he gets it, he dies. Like, it's, you know, I mean, if you have friends or relatives or family over the age of, like, 65, the odds of them dying from it are, like, 15%. So, you know, if you're if you're immunocompromised, if you have really bad asthma, if you have any oh, of those, crap. yeah, you know, like your odds go up. So, like, am I worried about it? Yeah, a little bit, because 500,000 people dying is a lot. A lot of people. A lot of well, people. And then, I mean, you know, you can get into the economic problems that it could cause. Oh, like, absolutely. 
you know, like a lot of people don't realize that when when the economy turns and goes down, it's not the people at the top who tend to lose their jobs. Yeah. And and most of the people probably listening are not at the top of their, you know, company's food chain. Yeah. I mean And so like if they need to fire someone at my work, they're like, Oh, yeah, Colby. I yeah. mean, there's probably like a couple people before me, but not not a lot. Not a lot. And um, I mean like trying to get in a new job in a pandemic is hard. Uh-huh. Well, and, and also the thing, like, I mean, there's the, uh, to go back, like, I have a I have a three year old who goes to daycare, which means that I get sick a lot, uh-huh. um, because oddly they're little germ factories. Yeah. So right now, if I get sick, I don't get paid. Yeah. Because I've already used up all my PTO. Yeah. Um. So if I get sick, who pays my house payment? Like, my wife has a job, but what if she gets sick, too? Santa. Because she lives with me. Santa. And I'm, she's out of sick pay until April. Yeah. So... But that's the reality, is even in the lead-up to it, even people not getting sick. Like, today in Seattle, they literally canceled every single thing that has more than 250 people attending. So, uh, in uh, essentially, all the cities that touch Seattle, so King, Snohomish, and Pierce, I think, which, that's the Seattle-Tacoma area is big. That's a lot of people. It's the 13th people. It's the 13th biggest like city group in the United States. So that's a lot of area. Um, that means every concert, every sporting event, every, like every sporting event, probably from high school up, but certainly mm-hmm. every college sporting event, um, all of those things are canceled. And so when you think about the people that rely on, Hey, I have a normal job, but on the weekends I'm an usher at CenturyLink field, or I am a vendor at CenturyLink field, or, um, you know, I, I park cars or I, you know, all those people that utilize those kind of events as either their primary or secondary source of income, like they're screwed. They are just out of money. You well, know, and, um, and Microsoft I, is shut down right now. Amazon is shut down right now. And so like people that used to eat at those places, you know, they go out to lunch, those businesses are suffering. So yeah, I'm, I'm worried about it. The, the gig economy sucks. Yeah. Um, so, like, every Uber driver you have, does if that is their main job, they don't necessarily have insurance. And that if that's their main job, they, they can't take off time. And you're now in a car with someone who may or may not be sick. Yeah. Well, and, this, the, and, you know, that's also, it has a fairly long incubation period. 14 days. So, so some Uber driver picks up a guy, you know, 10 days ago at the airport and drives him somewhere else. And then you drive in his car 10 days later, you're sick. Yeah. So... It, it's worrisome, super worrisome. But like, but that being said, don't go out and buy a buy bunch of all to- the toilet paper don't, you can. Don't buy toilet paper. Like, don't buy masks. Like the people don't, need. Don't buy alcohol wipes. No, those won't do anything. Well, no, the little alcohol wipes they will because they're alcohol. Yeah, but don't use them but, on your hands. Well, no, they're mostly used for medical things, and they're currently sold out because. People are stupid. There's also a pretty funny story today that a lot of the uh, hand sanitizer people are buying actually won't work. It has to be over sixty like percent alcohol. It has to be over sixty percent, and a lot of it's alcohol free, uh-huh. so it does nothing. Just be smart. Wash your hands. You know what kills coronavirus? Soap. Like that. That was so. I went to Target yesterday, um, and first of all, zero toilet paper, which. I've still yet to hear why people are like going to need lots of toilet paper. I mean, I guess I understand it like from the standpoint of what they're talking about is 
that, uh, you know, like you may be quarantined, you may be, you know, whatever. And I understand that. Paper towels? Fine. Every other thing like toilet paper, like I need dishwashing soap. I had no problem buying dishwashing soap. Um, I needed laundry, you know, soap. Had no problem. There was not a run on that. Those are things that you will need, much like toilet paper. Yeah. Um, so not not quite sure why toilet paper is the thing. Yeah. There was literally no toilet paper. There was no hand sanitizer. You know what was completely full? Hand soap. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I guess, like, so you know, like, hand sanitizer's fine, and it probably will kill coronavirus, probably, but it really depends on the kind you get. And, like, they're only probably sure about it because there's so little research been done on this. Like, this thing is new. Um, but coronavirus as a virus, like, like SARS is also a type of coronavirus. The common cold is often, yeah, Yeah. swine flu is a type of coronavirus. Um, The common cold is often a type of coronavirus. So they know what coronavirus, what will kill coronaviruses and it's soap. And the reason why is because they actually steal fat from your body to make like a protect. I know, right. I'm like, man, maybe I should get some coronavirus, but no, they actually steal fat from your body to make like a protective shield around them. And, like yes, it, like back uh, the the like the, whatever kind of antibacterial stuff you Purell get, and- yeah, can kill that, but it actually has to kill it. Soap yeah. actually breaks down that shield because it's fat based, and then the coronavirus says, "Oh no!" and dies. So, like, soap, 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 soap. Anyway, thank you, Kim. I've been wanting to bitch about coronavirus for a long time now. Thank you for what giving me saying- that opportunity. Buy more toilet paper, guys. God, don't buy like, toilet What are you going to do? Like, <sighs> the worst part about it is that I have like three weeks worth of toilet paper because I buy it in bulk from Amazon once a month. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, do I need to buy more toilet paper? Because what if three weeks from now I can't buy toilet paper? <sighs> I have a lot of paper uh, did, towels. Did I, I sent you the video of the store like opening and the zombie horde going yeah. after the pallets of toilet paper. You know what, folks? Spend $40 and buy a bidet off Amazon. It'll be fine. Wear two shirts. Don't. <laughs> Everyone's got a shower curtain. It'll be fine. <laughs> All right, Megan. <laughs> There's a zombie apocalypse. Which video character? Which video game character will you choose to defend you from the hordes of undead? I mean, the goose from a titled goose game. <laughs> I yep, goose from a titled goose game. Um, I mean, I guess the question is, is do you go with, do you go with a person who is, you know, very good at killing zombies? Do you go with, um, like one of the guys from Left 4 Dead? Do you go with, I don't know, Frank from the, the zombie games? Um, you know, like a kind of an interesting choice would be the dude from Red Dead Redemption. The first one, like he, he killed an entire undead zombie nightmare or something. Like, is that, is that the right choice or is it Mario? He just jumps on their heads. I'm going to go with Liberty Prime from Fallout 3. That is actually the best choice. <laughs> an Imperial Star want... Destroyer, because I'm sure those have been in a video game. A, a giant robot that spouts anti-communist propaganda while killing um, zombies. zombies. Just stepping on them. Uh-huh. All right, I can buy that. All right, uh, our dad asked a question today. Um this is episode 173. This is the first time my dad has actually asked a question. I think, I don't know if he's ever actually listened to an episode of this podcast. Um, but hey, dad, 
Um, <laughs> he wants to know what the first video game you ever played was. Um, my guess he was there when I played my first yeah. video game because he's yeah. my dad. Um, I would remember hope, it better than I do. Yeah, I would hope he would remember that fondly, but apparently the answer is no. Um, the earliest video game I remember playing, so I got a Commodore 64 when I was five, but I remember a couple games before that. I remember playing... Uh, well, okay, so what year did E.T. come out, Call 82. Yeah, so that would be... So I, I would have... I, I would guess that this is before that because I got the I got my 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 Commodore Christmas of eighty two, so that uh, it would have been before that. E T was released June eleventh eighty two. I remember playing Battle Zone at the arcade, like the old like I don't I guess three D tank but, yeah tank game like in the thing where you actually Green put wire. your head into the the thing and oh, you yeah. had to drive with the weird offset sticks. I remember doing that. I kind of remember playing um, Pac-Man on one of the, like, tabletop ones um, at my grandpa's nursing home, but that could have been 83. Wait, grandpa's nursing home? Uh, grandpa Eng, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, the one I never met. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he died when you were, like, one. So I, I remember playing those games when I was very, very young. Um Maybe your great-grandpa? Yeah, I guess he was technically my great grandpa. Okay. Yeah, so um, those were probably the some of the very first video games I played. Do you remember what you would have been? Yours would have probably have been a Commodore game. Yeah, it would have been a Commodore game. Um, I don't know. I don't remember specifically what my first one was, but one of my first like, huh, that was a weird first memory is playing Lynx, the golf game. Oh yeah. Um, I remember playing that at a family party. Really. Um, Who's? Yeah, at our house. Oh, at, at our, our house. house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was at our house. Um, I remember playing Lynx. Yeah, Lynx on the Commodore um, 64. Shout out to Access Software, which does not exist anymore because Microsoft bought them and shuttered them. Um, I remember, I mean, like, I distinctly remember playing, like, the, you know, when we got the Nintendo yeah. the first day, playing Contra and Same. Iron Tank. Um, I remember playing Castlevania on a, like, tabletop thing up at Pizza Hut. Yeah, yep. But the, those probably those were probably when I was seven or eight. The Lynx yeah. one was when I was really, really young. young. Yeah, I remember playing Lynx. It was it was fun. All right, well, thanks, Dad. It's, it's, <laughs> You'll, you probably won't hear this, but thanks. Yeah, appreciate it. I'll cut this. I'll make this into an audiogram and just send it to him. All right, Mr. Polite wants to know, is there a game that you played in the past that was your jam, but the newer games... Wait, didn't we already answer this question? <laughs> oh, Final Fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> that just don't hit that itch. I know for me it was a huge fan of Harvest Moon 64 or the original Animal Crossing, but every game after that never really hit me in the same way. Yeah, absolutely. Final Fantasy. And honestly, probably um, The Legend of Zelda, like Zinc yeah. game. <laughs> I I haven't like been super into a Legend of Zelda game since uh, Link to the Past. Yeah, um, a couple one of the DS ones I enjoyed, but like you know, haven't really yeah been too up on them. Probably any except- any turn based RPG, any like JRPG. Like I just I used to love those when I'm a kid and just don't have the the patience for them any longer. Um, but like I don't know ones that. I can't really think of any other, like, long... I mean, like, Mario for me. Yeah. I I mean, I'm sure that the Mario games now are good, but I'm just... I don't know. I don't enjoy those kinds of platformers as much as I used to, and so I don't really play them all that much. I think they're just better platformers than Mario, frankly. 
but I don't know. I played I played uh, Rayman, and I didn't like that. You're you you rave about Rayman. You're objectively so. wrong, sir. But that's okay. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. I just I think that at the end of the day, I'm just not a huge platformer fan. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, all right. So Joe Coleslaw. Oh, man, there's more questions. Two more questions, both from Joe Coleslaw. Um, the first is, is what is your favorite outbreak game? Is there a video game inspired by a viral outbreak in this climate that would, that you would, hmm, I should have read this before. Uh, is there a, if there was a video game inspired by a viral outbreak in this climate, what would it be like? Extra XP for hand washing, defense up for hand sanitizer, attack up and area damage over time for sneezing. So like, I kind of love the idea of like a reverse uh, like a reverse zombie game where you are the zombie going around making people sick. I think that's very it's fun. Typhoid Mary the game. <laughs> like that's kind of an interesting idea though where like you are a zombie and you, the entire idea of the game is for you to defeat other things by turning them into your like zombie army. I yeah. kind of like that. Um, I completely misread this question myself. I did too actually. Mm-hmm. I was going to talk about, I'm trying to remember the name of... The uh, there's actually a really cool game called I can like picture the front of it honestly that is actually a game about modeling and fighting pandemics. Um, I thought it was actually called Pandemic. Oh, okay, modeling. Yeah, it's I know which one you're talking about. I thought you meant like modeling in the sense of like runway modeling. No, no, that would be. <laughs> like, I'm like that sounds like some sort of Japanese RPG. Like. Your model by day and fighting pandemics by night. Absolutely not. I'm trying to remember. It's got like that, like, uh, yeah. I I actually think is it's not like it's not text based, but it's very like simple graphics. Yeah. Right? You usually survive by staying in Madagascar. It was just banned in China. Oh, Plague Incorporated is what it's called. Maybe that's not the one I'm thinking of. Then it's uh, it's kind of lo-fi and it's just a map and essentially it'll start a a plague somewhere and then actually it actually spreads relatively <coughs> um, like plagues actually spread and then you have to do things within the game to try and stop and contain the pandemic. So that's actually kind of what I thought the question was. I like the idea of me being a zombie and, and trying to infect other people. But if you want to play a cool plague pandemic game, check out, uh, check out, uh, plague. Uh, wait, it's called, yeah. Plague incorporated. It's, uh, by endemic. There's creations. a game called pandemic on game pass that I consider playing. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, Joe's follow-up question. Since you are huge fans of this brand and they may have leaked or broke this news, what will devolver digital do for their direct conference shit show for their annual report to the public? I have a guess. Someone's head will explode. I think I should point out that I am not a fan of, of devolver digitals. Um, presentations at E3. I think they're kind of self-serving and stupid, but I am actually a big fan of Devolver Digital. They actually put on a, they publish a lot of really good games, which is why I wish they'd spend less time at E3 doing stupid skits and more time saying like, hey, look at all these cool games we have, but yeah, I guess, I guess that's just me. Um, I, they are very irreverent. I would actually not be shocked at all if they're, presentation this year is very if they do one and I, I would not be shocked if they do because they I mean it's it's all pre-recorded anyway they don't do anything live so it, for them it's absolutely no different um, I would not be shocked if they do something very uh, pandemic themed which will I don't know probably to some people be very funny and to some other people be very offensive but that's kind of <laughs> Devolver's brand so cool whatever I guess um 
I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if they do something, but whatever. Like I said, I, I don't like their stuff. I don't like their presentations, but I like their, their games. So whatever. Thoughts, Cole? I don't watch any of the E3 things, so I honestly have no idea what anyone's talking God, about. They're so bad, but it's fine. I'm sure someone's head will explode. Probably many people's head will explode, but it's okay. All right, cheap free games. Uh, Epic Game Store is giving away three games this week, and I have no idea why. They just like randomly choose an amount of games they want to give out, I guess, and this week it's three. Uh, first one is called Anodyne. I think it's probably Anodyne, don't you? Anodyne? Anodyne. Anodyne 2. Return to sure. Dust. Uh, run, jump, and drive across vast, dreamy 3D landscapes. Shrink into surreal 2D dungeons inside of characters' bodies. Travel the world, meet strange people, and save the world from the dangerous nanodust. Sounds good. Sounds weird. Nanodust. Sucks. Um, a short hike is uh, actually, from what I understand, was like a game of the year contender on a lot of people's lists. Like a lot of people kind of late played it's only two and a half three hours long it's supposed to be is it only on pc uh, yeah i believe Damn so it. well yeah that might be on the switch too um because this looks like colby the game yeah i think you would really I mean, like except it. except meet other hikers i don't like doing that you don't like to do that um yeah it looks like it's pc only i i would not be shocked at all if this makes it to switch though um, hike, climb, and soar through the peaceful mountainside landscapes of Hawk Peak. Following, follow the trails or explore the backcountry as you make your way to the summit. Along the way, meet other hikers, discover hidden treasures, and take in the world around you. I actually have wanted to play this for quite a while. Um, I might already own it. As, as someone who hikes a lot, I have yet to discover any hidden treasure. Oh, that's a bummer. I know. Sorry. Or a dead body. Well, I mean, I think you should be sad about the first and not too sad about the second. In movies, you always find dead bodies. Yeah, don't you? Never found a dead body. Third game is Mutazone, a mutant soap opera where small town gossip meets the supernatural. Join Kai as she arrives in the mysterious community of Mutazone to care for her ailing grandfather, discover scenic hangout, hangouts, magical gardens, new friends, and old secrets. Dot, dot, dot. Game sounds fun. Um, so some kind of weird stuff coming to the game store, Epic Game Store, but it all sounds good. So, All right. Uh, we are going to leave you with a troll corner. And I'm just going to say, if you're live streaming on Twitch and you're drunk, you should never add a third thing. And that third thing is handguns. Um, I'm going to say if you're live streaming on Twitch, you probably shouldn't have handguns because like... The problem with guns, regardless of how you feel about them, is that when you're screwing around with them live on stream, at some point in time, somebody's going to get shot, and it's going to be really crappy, and, like, everyone's going to be real upset because someone got shot live on stream. Like, it's just bound to happen. And I guess we're lucky that this time it didn't. Um, Carl Reamer, who's a Call of Duty streamer, was drunk on stream and started playing around with a handgun. And As one does. As one does, and... It went off, and I have never seen someone look so surprised as when a handgun went off on Carl Reamer's live stream. If you haven't seen the video of it, it's hilarious. There, there's actually, uh, I will say, like weird subgenre of 
like people playing with guns on like I'm doing a TikTok video Don't. and they go off and they're always hilarious. There's one where like the like dude's mom comes in and like is just like screaming. I've at seen him. that one. It's hilarious. <laughs> I like hilarity aside, like I would actually be honestly a hundred percent okay if Twitch said like if you bring a gun onto a live stream you get banned. Like it's yeah. it's fine. It There's- seems like it might be a bad uh it's I just think. a bad combination. It it makes the gaming community look stupid. Like I, I just don't do that. Anyway, um, nobody was hurt in the incident except the canister of G fuel which he shot. <laughs> um, but he was a, he's been suspended from Twitch and he was removed from the roster of uh, Soar Gaming, the esports organization he plays for. And in his defense, came out and was like, "Holy crap, that was stupid of me. Like <laughs> I, bad. I got everything I deserved. Like don't blame anyone but me. I was dumb. So like at least Carl like was smart on the back end and didn't try and like. No, I don't understand why I didn't get banned. But <laughs> God, don't don't like." There is a place to play with guns. That place is at a gun range or like the desert. None of those things need to be while you're live streaming anything. Just like leave those two parts of your hobbies separate. Play with virtual guns on your computer and your live stream. Play with real guns anywhere else. I mean, at the very least... Maybe make sure it isn't loaded. Jesus. Like, I don't know. It's like, if you're going to do the bare minimum, like the bare minimum, like, I don't know, just check the chamber. Just, you know, like, oh, hey, there's a bullet in here. Because, I mean, the reality is there was someone else in that room with him, and he could have just as easily shot them. Also, like, maybe don't mix firearms and alcohol. Like, I mean, I know that that's... Hey, 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 this is America, Cliff. I know, but, like, like... Please. <laughs> anyway, I guess that's us for this week. Um, we'll be back next week because we do this every week because we're professionals, damn it. Uh, you can find us online at bitemepodcast.com. You know, every week I say I'm going to write this part of the podcast down so I don't screw it up. Patreon. Yeah, our patrons are great. Um, you could go to patreon.com slash bitemepodcast and find out about them. Um, I'm going to try and get to a page where I can tell you about them now, but it's going really slow. <sighs> anyway, every week I say I'm going to write this part of the podcast down because a real professional would. And that's how you can tell that I'm in fact not actually a real professional. But that's okay. I'd like to thank our Patreons. Um, let's see. Wait. There is... I've, I've got them right here. Bob Denver, Alan Hale Jr., Jim Backus... Bob Denver's Gilligan. Yeah, I was just reading the Gilligan cast. Is Gilligan dead? Hold that up. Oh yeah, he's very dead. It's a bummer. Anyway, I think. Um, last week when I was doing our sign off, I told people to go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast.com, I think. <laughs> slash Discord. Slash Discord. So like I should write this down, but I don't because I mean who's still listening anyway? It's me and Colby and Joe Coleslaw. Bless that dude's heart. Love you, Joe. Anyway, thank you to Alan Schulte, Austin Palmer, Brian Henniger. Brian Henniger has been a patron for uh, looks like four months now and then liked us on Facebook like day before yesterday. Like, <laughs> I don't like that dude's priorities. I will be completely honest. Joe Cole Jr., John Tippins, Kevin Schuld, Megan Phillips, Tom McDermott. Bless all of you people for 
thinking that this podcast's worth money. I often doubt that myself, but you guys keep me going. I appreciate that. Uh, you can, uh, like I said, if you want to be in that list of people, all you have to do is give me $10 a month and I will say your name for $10 a month. I'll actually do a lot. I'll be completely honest. Uh, Patreon.com slash Bite Me Podcast. You can find us on all the social medias at Bite Me Podcast. That's Facebook. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. I posted kind of a funny meme on Instagram the other day. Like 75 people liked it. So if you're not following us on Instagram, you could have been one of those 75 people. It was for Final Fantasy 15. I thought it was very clever. Um, Colby nailed news. I thought he was really good at news. His, his Vinny was amazing. Left something to be desired. Hey, oh, I'm Vinny. Do you think you can do this part call? Bite me? It's not getting any better. Talks about the gameplay. How is the gameplay? Third person shootery. How does Wikipedia think the gameplay is? Uh, just listen to this. Fatal Bullet Online takes place in Gungale Online, a VR MMORPG that was introduced in the second season of the anime. Following the events of Sword Art Online Hollow Realization, GGO was released by Zaskar following the advent of The Seed. <laughs> What did I jump into? What I what I what I'm supposed to understand here is that you needed to watch at least two different animes to understand what's going on in this video game. No, I think I think I needed to watch an uh, two seasons of an anime and then play a video game called Sword Art Online Hollow Realization. Or is that an, uh, a thing from the video game? Nope, that's a PS4 game. Huh. Anime's weird, Call. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know what... It's weird. Anyway. <clears throat> Should we record a podcast? Yeah, if you want to. I can go either way. <sighs> all right. Show notes. We're ready to go.